The topic I'm about to talk about women feel every day. Personally, as a six-foot African-American woman, I was never afraid of those walks, of being alone, not going outside and not having self-defense weapons. I was never that person that had the thought that I would be attacked, harassed, assaulted, etc., etc. My entire life, I never got that type of attention. My entire life, I was never put in those situations, so I just had no reason to be afraid. Of course, you know, when you look at social media, you look anywhere, you talk to anyone, someone has a story, regardless if it's being catcalled, regardless if it's being touched, harassed, sexually assaulted, kidnapped, whatever. You hear these stories, but you always think like, that's not me. It's not going to happen to me. You know, and you think of all these reasons of why or what would happen if it did happen, you know. But when you when a situation like this arises, you realize all those conversations you ever had, all those thoughts, all those discussions you ever had of what would I do in that situation? How would I react? Goes out the window because while you're in that situation, you're thinking, holy shit, I'm about to be another statistic. I'm about to be a girl on the news. I'm about to be that girl with a story. And today, even though it wasn't as severe as a lot of beautiful women out here, it was the first time for me and I am extremely traumatized about it. So I want to start this conversation for the women that have been through this regardless if it's been on multiple occasions, regardless if it's happened to them and they have no voice. I want to talk to this for the women that were like me, that didn't think or still think I would never be in a situation where I'm in danger. That's oblivious, that look at these stories and not have a second thought, that look at these stories and think of them as stories. Um... For something like this, I would always, in the past, put a trigger warning in the beginning. I would have stopped the video and let people take the time to decide for themselves, did they want to continue to listen or not, or would they like to click onto another episode. And as I have that thought of doing it right now, I decide not to for this particular episode because I think... For today's episode, it's important for me to not only talk about this subject, but to also tell my story, but to also give respect to every single woman out there that feels this way. And I don't want to, and when I say give respect to these women, I don't want to disregard the beautiful men out there that get assaulted and kidnapped and harassed and sexually assaulted every day I do not want to disregard you guys you forever hold a a place in my heart as well but for right now I want to talk about the women because it's too many stories it's too many cases it's too many people going missing 
people getting hurt, people being traumatized out there for me to not talk about it and to know that for today, something could have went wrong and from the grace of God, it didn't. I need to speak about this subject. So if you are not comfortable hearing this, please move on. But this is something I have to do to get off my chest and to bring awareness to. I completely understand if this isn't something you are willing to listen to. But today at 5 p.m., I decided to take my dog for a walk like I always do. It's like a ritual. Every day I take my dog for a walk. But today it was 5 p.m. Light's still out. The sun's still out. The weather's great. Nothing out of ordinary. Neighbors are walking around. I'm listening to my music. I'm jamming. I'm walking my dog. We're having a great old time. I hear a car, a green Tahoe, pulling up behind me. And as I train my dog, I stop on the side of the road so the dog, so the car can pass by. But as I'm pulling my dog to the side of the road, I realize the car is stopping. It's slowing down. And I'm sitting there thinking in my mind, what is going on? Like, why aren't you just driving past me? But I think nothing of it. As the car gets closer to me, the window begins to roll down and with the type of dog I have and because of the situation that happened today and you'll hear why but I'm not going to disclose the type of dog I have I'm not going to talk about her because of what just happened today um type of dog I have is really cute very popular dog people would do criminal things to get a hold of a dog that I have Let's just say that Um, this man rolls down the window and he's like, hey, can you give me instructions to Buffalo Wild Wings? Nothing out of ordinary. You know, I explained to him, I said, it's five minutes down the road. I give them the exact spot, um, give him great instructions. And I continue to walk on. As I'm walking on, this man is driving alongside of me. He's saying, I think your dog is gorgeous. I say, thank you so much. Um, He's asking me, how old is she? I tell him, he's asking me the name, regular things. But what caught me off guard is that as I'm looking at this man, this man has black gloves on. He has his left hand on the steering wheel, but his right hand is at his side at all times. And the reason I'm letting you know this is because he never showed me his right hand. He looked at my dog and said, how much did she cost? I said, "Um, a, a nice penny. But I started to get uncomfortable. He was like, I know you dropped some money on that dog. I know that dog's expensive. And I said, no, she's a good girl. But anyways... Buffalo Wild Wings is five minutes down the road. Um, I got to go. I keep on walking. And and as I keep on walking, I realize he is trying to block me in. I realize because of the size of his car and where we're at, nobody can see me. So he's making it to a point where if he wanted to get out and kidnap me or hurt me or abuse me or, or kidnap my dog, he could. And so I'm realizing this. Like I said, I'm six foot African-American woman. I work out a 
on the regular. I'm looking at him. I'm like, he might be 260. I'm like, okay, he got 60 pounds on me, but he looks like he's in his 40s. I'm like, there's a good chance if we fight, if we're scrapping, if we're, if we get into an altercation, he's going to get the hold on me. But I know that I can hold my weight in this fight. So I'm sizing him up. I'm looking. I'm like, but what is in his right hand? He's never showing me his right hand. His right hand is like low to the ground. I'm like, this man either got a gun, a knife or something. And so I'm sitting there. He's like, yeah, like I just know that dog is expensive. I know that dog is expensive. And I'm like, like I said, sir, the Buffalo Wild Wings is down the street. And so for a second, we're not saying nothing. We're looking at each other. He looking at me, I'm sizing him up. I'm sure he's, you know, whatever. I'm thinking he's about to make his move. And as I think things about to get rocky, my dog looks at him and just just viciously, viciously starts barking. And you could tell his demeanor changed like like a light switch. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let me go on and, and, and find Buffalo Wild Wings. Thank you for the directions like you could tell he got nervous because he was bringing attention to us and I was like yeah yeah I gotta go too so he like pulls off and I'm like looking at his car I'm looking at the, the license plate I'm looking at the stickers on it what type of car it is and I'm scared like I'm shaking my heart is racing you know I immediately call a family member and I'm like listen I think I think I was just about to get robbed for the dog and they like what's going on what are you talking about where you're at I'm like listen come outside meet me like wait for me watch me like I'm running like me and my dog is running home and I'm like I don't know if he's going to turn around I don't I don't know what's going on I said listen he's asking me all these questions he's asking me where we got the dog how old is she how much she weighed what type of dog she is how how expensive was she like I was like it's not like regular dog conversation where it's like oh your dog's cute your dog is this and da 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 how old is she I'm like you're damn near asking me for the social security number of my dog and I'm not safe. So I'm talking to my, my family member as I'm running home and they like, I don't want to freak you out, but do you think maybe he was trying to assault you? And I'm like, I didn't even think of it like that. Cause like the conversation was so steered on the dog. I'm like, I didn't even think about human trafficking. I didn't even think about sexual assault myself. And they were like, you got to realize, like, you say he cornered you. He made it to a point where no one could see you. You know, he purposely kept following you. Maybe he was looking at you and then thinking I could get some extra money with dog. And so, like, I'm afraid. I'm like, I'm like, come outside, come outside, come outside. Like, I'm running, like, come outside. And as I'm running, my neighbors, they're looking at me like, what's going on? What's going on? And, like, I'm not talking to them. I'm just like, my eyes is like zoom like zoned in on my house like all I'm thinking about is like God get me home God get me home like please protect me like da 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 and I finally get to the house and and my family is like what's going on what's going on like where are they like what you know asking about the car description what the man look like etc cetera, etc cetera. And, I, and I told him everything I just said to you and I told him and my heart is like coming out my chest like I feel like my adrenaline is pumping. I'm scared. I'm replaying the, the scenario in my head. I'm thinking like, oh my God. And like, let me give you something. Let me set something straight. My dog 
does not bark at people. My dog is the most friendliest dog you will ever meet. If you come up to her, to her, she will let you rub her. She will let you play with her. She will let you do anything to her. Like she's the sweetest dog you ever meet. Let me tell you something. The for ninety percent of the conversation, she was just minding her business. You know, looking at the grass, walking back and forth. But what happened was, she looked up at this man and viciously started barking. And I remember thinking in my mind, thank you, God, like continue to bark, continue to bark because I had nothing on me. And I was like, I was like in fight or flight. So all my life, I always thought I was a flight person. I always thought I was a runner. And at that time, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I don't got no gun. I don't have no pepper spray, no taser, no knife. I have nothing to defend me. I'm sitting here looking. I'm like, if he has something in his right hand, this is over. I'm like, I'm about to die for my dog. And I'm really not trying to be morbid. Like, I really don't want to make this morbid at all. But I'm trying to put you in the mental space I, I, I was in a couple hours ago. I'm sitting there thinking, if he doesn't have a gun if he doesn't have a weapon and we're going toe to toe I got a chance now I know because of his weight his age him being a man he can take me but I know from my ability of being six foot working out and being athletically fit that I can do enough to get his DNA on me I can scratch him I can hurt him I was like I'm, I know I'm not gonna win but I can do enough to not lose completely like I'm gonna give him a fight and I'm just sitting here, like I'm gripping onto my dog's leash, and I'm thinking, like, like, oh my God, like this is about to go down, like this is about to go down. And I'm thinking, like, not, not today. Like I'm just trying to walk my dog. I'm just trying to have a peaceful day, not today. And I don't know if it was God, I don't know if it was a guardian angel or what, but when my dog barked at him. It was like this relief came over me and seeing him, his demeanor switch and be like, oh, okay, like I'm going to go to the Buffalo Wild Wings now. I was just like, yeah, please do that. Like, like my dog, like, I don't think you understand this. My dog never does that. And when I told my family member what she did, they was like, maybe that was just the grace of God telling her to bark. Or maybe that was her sensing your nervousness or your irritation that made her bark because she never does that and I was sitting there feeling like my entire life I never had a situation like that where I felt afraid where I felt violated I was like I hope the situation was a man truly asking for instructions to a restaurant but I know that situation could have horribly went wrong and my mind and the way I was raised and the way his his behavior was it just screamed textbook kidnapping, just screamed textbook assault. And and like I said, like he had black gloves on. I was like, why do you have black gloves on? It was it was weird. Like his demeanor was ag aggressive when it came to the money. He was asking way too much. He was asking way too much information about my dog. I was just just everything to scream red flag to me. And I wasn't safe. And for all my life to feel safe and never to experience something like that, never to come in contact with people like that and to have this happen, I really want to speak to all the victims out there. I really want to bring awareness to this because even though, according to a lot of the stories out there, my story was subpar, 
and nothing actually happened, the way I felt, the way I shake, the way I thought I was going to die today will forever sit with me. Even though I had the best possible outcome and I didn't get assaulted, I didn't get attacked, I didn't get, you know, my dog taken away from me. I had my peace, my privacy, my boundaries stepped over. And I think that's important to talk about for women. You know, um, I think it's so beautiful that how recently men are starting to come out and, and realize how scary it is to be out in public as a woman. Um, I've been seeing posts about men coming out and saying it's sad that I feel so safe walking out in the world and a woman can't. It's sad that I feel like I don't have to have pepper spray, you know, a gun or whatever on me to be safe. And that's the sad reality of it as a, as, a, as a woman in society is you're constantly looking over your shoulder. You're constantly thinking, is this person a good person? Is this person going to try me? You know, can I trust them? Can I drink around them? Can I talk to them? Can I give them um, instructions to a restaurant and not have them attack me? You know, it's sad that now I've, that that happened. I will forever leave out the house with something on me. I will forever have to take a different route every time just just in fear of that person showing up or another person like that showing up. It it's too much and for all the women or or people that have been kidnapped, for all the people that have had the worst end of the story, I want to say I'm extremely sorry. You know, I feel like after reading so many stories after stories after stories you get you know desensitized to it you know you hear so and so got kidnapped so and so was attacked so and so was this and you don't have any thought behind that you know you just see it so often that it's just a numb feeling you don't feel anything you just think there goes another girl but for me to be in that situation today and say and think wow I could have been that girl. I could have been that girl on the poster. I could have been that girl on the news crying or begging for help. You know, I could have I could have been that person. It puts everything into a different perspective. Um, I do think over the years, because of my height, I, I had this type of invincibility. I had this type of idea that no one would touch me because I was a harder target. But I realized during that moment, during the walk, I'm just as much as a target as the next person. And it doesn't matter your size. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter your gender. You are a target if that person wants you to be a target. You know, just because I'm tall, just because I have weight on me, just because I'm athletic doesn't make me any less of a target to anybody else. And it's scary. It really is scary out here um, in the world. To think that there are people out here that just want to hurt others, that feel like they can invade somebody's boundaries and space and just violate them and make them feel so small and make them not even want to leave their own house. You know, make them feel like they have no more freedom when it comes to just walking down the street to let your dog pee or poop. For society, it's just disgusting to think that 
there there are people i'm not even gonna say men because anybody can get kidnapped anybody can get assaulted anybody can be hurt but there are people out here just 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 taking away freedom just just taking away innocence and i don't know if anybody knows but human trafficking is at an all-time high the rates are rising people are getting snatched up every day people are getting parts sold body parts sold children are getting stolen adults are getting stolen it's 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 a real business and and it's disgusting to say the word business but it is worldwide just there there are thousands of organizations out there that look at human beings and think money look at human beings and think somebody can benefit from them and it's the most disgusting thing out there personally um in my high school there was this girl that was human trafficked and she was luckily saved before she got shipped across the country and she came to the school every year and told everybody her story because she wanted people to realize how close kidnapping was at their front door she wanted people to realize how close death abuse assault was near and i never really understood or i never took her words heavily because i always had that mindset of i would never be a victim and luckily from the grace of god from whoever was watching me today i still am not a victim but i was put into that fear and that trauma and that ptsd of all the people out there that have experienced true abuse true assault true harassment the feeling of just wanting to cry hold on to somebody and just be like please don't leave me the feeling of that person could be outside my window that person could come back that person could wait for me that that thought is disgusting to me and so many people just it just happens like clockwork like this situation should not be desensitized no one should come out with their story and say this and this and this happened to me and people just glance over it and people not think about it or people not care about it this is serious and we as a society need to make a change human trafficking should not be as big as be as big as it is rape sexual assault abuse should not be as big as it is and i think the moment we change the ideology of it's just another person it's another story and actually put forth an effort of helping these people of raising awareness of coming by their side and supporting them and and letting them tell their stories and giving them a safe space and giving them therapy and giving them a support system we can make some type of change. It's so big that it would take me three hours to even scratch the surface of the topic of trafficking or assault or sexual assault or kidnapping. It would just, 
it's too much of a topic. It's too broad of a topic to say in one video. But I know we as a society, if we put our heads together and we protect our men and women out there and we protect our society from these predators, these evil people, we can make a change. It's not enough with just, you know, me or organization or somebody else talking about it. We need communities. We need countries. We need states. We need continents coming together to talk about this situation and, and bringing forth effort to it. Not just a couple people, not just some professionals or analysts. We need continents to stop this situation. Not only with the sexual assault, not only with the human trafficking, but plenty other things. We're not talking as a society. We're not bringing up situations. We're not finding solutions. We're not caring. We're, we're scrolling past. We're looking away. We're rolling our eyes. And for what? You want your kids to be brought up in this? You want your sisters, your brothers, your daughters, your your aunties, your grandmas to be brought up? No. When are we, as a nation, as a earth, going to look at the shit that is going on and say, this is enough? How many people have to get kidnapped? How many bodies have to be found? How many people have to die for somebody to say, this is enough? I'm done. Let's make a change. Let's do something different. Let's save each other. Let's lean on each other. Let's help them. I'm tired of something big happening for something to be done. To be honest, I'm sad that this situation had happened to me for me to bring awareness to it. I'm sad that shit always had to happen for somebody to speak on a topic. Speak on something. It doesn't matter what it is, but if it's important to you, if you feel like it needs to be heard, if you feel like it needs to be discussed, speak on it, period. I don't think we as a nation realize how many people, how many little girls, how many little boys, how many men, women we can save if we just spoke up, if we just listened to each other, if we made a change for each other. These world issues are no joke. Hunger, abuse, sexual assault, human trafficking, LGBT stuff, poverty, molestation, suicide, mental health. These things are no joke. And too many people are quiet for how many people out there are suffering. This was my way of telling my story. This was my way of speaking for millions, thousands of people that don't even have the courage of saying one word. How are you going to make a change?